The brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. How quickly the wicked servant forgot the kindness and compassion of his master. Friday was 9-11, and many of the memorials that we see remind us of these words that go back really to the very beginning of the attacks of that horrible day. We remember, we will never forget, never forget, something of that sentiment. So it's very important that we remember that we don't forget the things of the past. Now, all of us probably had some memory of 9-11. I have very keen memories of 9-11 because I lived in New York at the time of the attacks. And I want to share two stories that are related to each other and tie them into today's gospel because I really think they speak to us at the heart and soul of today's gospel message. So, as I mentioned, I was in New York. Of all places, I was in seminary in moral theology class on the day when something so highly immoral happened. I'm sitting literally talking about moral theology. And at that morning, Monsignor Smith was late for class. He was my teacher. And Monsignor Smith, if you knew him, was never late for anything. So right away, we knew something was up. He came in a few minutes late, and he told us that a plane had struck one of the two towers of the World Trade Center. So me thinking I'd done some aviating in my life, I'm thinking a little Cessna, a little Piper, or some small airplane, not really ever thinking or imagining it could be a huge jetliner. But by the end of the class, Monsignor Finn came in and told us that another plane had hit the other tower. And instantly, we all kind of knew the reality that was at hand. It was acts of terrorism. So we went into the refectory, which is what you call the dining area in a religious building, and we watched as the towers crumbled on the TV and we did all those sorts of things. We got the full sense of what was going on. It was confusing, bewildering as it was for all of us. And I instantly wanted to do something. I wanted to go down to ground zero. I wanted to find my way to help in whatever way I could. But instead that day, we were made to go to the seminary chapel where we had our normal mass and we had our prayers. And I can remember sitting there quietly praying in the chapel and hearing an airplane coming. And of course, what was going on in my heart? My heart was racing. I was thinking, irrationally so perhaps, but thinking, could that plane possibly crash in on us? So momentary glimpse of what it must have been like for those people in those places where the planes did hit. And as I was sitting there feeling those feelings of fear and anxiety, something hit me that I hadn't really considered before. And that is that this was not going to end too soon because I realized that there's something that sets Christianity apart from all other world religions. You see, only Christianity is founded on the proposition that we need to be forgiven. We're a religion based on forgiveness. And no other world religion has the proposition that we're basically imperfect, and so we need to be forgiven and redeemed and healed by God Almighty. It's very Christian. It's exceedingly Christian. It's at the heart and soul of our gospel message. We all need forgiveness. So the next day, which was Wednesday, 9-11 happened on Tuesday, so now we're the day later on Wednesday, I'm trying to make my way down to ground zero, so I'm getting carted around from Chelsea Pier to someplace else to someplace else, not making any headway, it's kind of a wasted day trying to do something good. But 
Thursday came along and I said, well, I'm just not going to get myself shuffled around again. So I'm just going to see if I can make my way down to ground zero by myself. And somehow, miraculously, I was able to go past each and every checkpoint, even when I was confronted by people. You got to remember, I was dressed in a gray robe with a long beard. So it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to kind of wiggle my way down. I sort of stood out and was probably somewhat suspect. But I was able to make my way down to ground zero, literally at ground zero, outside the Millennium Hotel. And as I was there, I was talking to the first responders. And I remember talking to one man in particular, a firefighter, who had been taking a little bit of a break from climbing into the debris and trying to save people and do all the things that those firefighters were doing that day. And he looked at me. Now, I can assume that he must have been a military man because in the military, it doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, whatever. If you're the man who's the chaplain, they always call you Padre. So he leaned over to me and says, Padre, it's never going to end. When is it going to end? And I remember hearkening back two days earlier to that chapel experience. I said, it will end when we learn how to forgive one another. And that is so true. And again, we have problems in our culture today that are based on the proposition that forgiveness is not possible. And so this perpetuation of what this firefighter was thinking about, when does it end, is an anxiousness that all of us can have in our culture. Because if we look at the so-called cancel culture, it's founded on the proposition that there's no forgiveness possible. So we see someone who was imperfect at some point in history, and we have to cancel them. We have to destroy their statues. We have to destroy any kind of remembrance of them. But I'm also reminded of the words we remember, and connecting that to the great historian George Santayana, who said, if we forget history, or those who forget history are doomed to repeat history. So think about it. What if we got rid of all the memories of Nazi Germany? Would anybody want to repeat another Nazi Germany? Would anyone want to get rid of all the mementos of the Civil War and repeat slavery and the travesties against human dignity that were part and parcel of that practice? I think we could think of any number of horrendous things that happened in history, and we could think of perhaps imperfect people who helped make the world a better place, and would we want to cancel out any of them? And you know what? The heart and soul of this terrorist attack was the cancel culture mentality, that we have to eradicate those who are infidels, those who don't think like we do, those who are not woke in one way or another to the way that I see the world. And what is the culmination of the cancel culture? It is death. So it's not only going to culminate in pulling down statues and tearing up books and mementos of the things that we don't like for one reason or another, but if you disagree with me and I don't like the way you think, the mentality of the cancel culture is that we can cancel you, which means we can kill you. We just had two law enforcement officers in the service department in Los Angeles shot in their car yesterday, and protesters, protesters, rioters, standing outside the emergency room of a hospital, trying to prevent them from getting in to get life-saving help. That is the culture that we have founded on unforgiveness. And you know, it touches each of us in some way. Because which one of us cannot go back into our own personal history 
and find some moment, some sinful thing at some time in our past that we wish we could just erase. That if we had it to do again, we might choose to do it just a little bit differently. They call it in golf a mulligan, right? You get a go-over, a do-over, right? All of us know that we personally need a forgiving God. And in fact, in the gospel today, we're told that unless we forgive, we will not be forgiven, right? The man in the gospel who was ungrateful for the forgiveness he had was unwilling to forgive another his debt. So dear brothers and sisters, I urge you to pray for our culture. I urge you to pray for that culture of forgiveness, which is ultimately at the heart and soul of Christianity. No other world religion found itself on the proposition that you and I are imperfect, but yet we're forgiven, we're redeemed. And if it's possible for you or I to be redeemed by an almighty saving God, then it's possible for all the uh, historical figures who may have been imperfect in some way, but it's also important that we remember their imperfections because as George Santamayor, Santamayana had indicated, if we forget the imperfections of others, even though we forgive them, we are doomed to repeat them. And nobody wants to repeat what is horrendous in history. Amen.